What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Political Panda program. We have, uh, we have some fun today. We'll be talking a lot about New York and some of the fun that's been happening over there. We'll talk about how much we truly do waste a lot of money here in America, especially on things that think would be good but end up not. And uh, the racism party is back at it again with not wanting to teach history once again. So we'll, of course, cover that later down the line of the show. Of course, if you're not, you know, already subscribed, why aren't you? You should. I've been mean, literally five days a week, of course. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on. Why, why, why wouldn't you subscribe? I mean, when you, you can come to this show and you can, you know, you can get marriage advice from one of the best. You know, in our in our culture, it, it's it's weird. You know, one day you you wake up and you know you you learn that another indictment of Trump happens at, right after more things with Biden happens to then cover up the things with Biden, so everybody starts talking about Trump again, and it's it's really weird how that works. And then all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, you know, you see a name trending on the timeline. Uh, over over on the mystical magical platform known as twitter.com and and you you head over there and you're like why is everyone talking about Mia Khalifa if you don't know who Mia Khalifa is um just don't google search her name you shouldn't do that uh if if you do uh google will probably tell you hey there's a lot of not safe for work content here and uh, you'll instantly realize who she is I, I don't know how you wouldn't know who she is in this day and age <laughs> so um here is mia khalifa giving young woman she, she's 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 giving marriage advice the 2023 is clearly we are we are doomed we we are already at the end if someone like mia khalifa is giving marriage advice. Oh, we're comparing stats. Baby girl doesn't know that I am Tom Brady at this game. Married at 18, divorced at 21. Second marriage, married at 25, divorced at 28. Third engagement, engaged at 29, ended it at 30, but I kept the ring. I'm still keeping Tom Brady on his toes. We should not be afraid to leave these men we are not stuck with these people. Marriage is not a sanctimonious thing. It is it is paperwork. It's something it's 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 a commitment you make to someone. But if you feel like you're not getting anything from that commitment and you're trying, you got to go. You got to go. You have to go. I know it's difficult to fill out paperwork and to make appointments and to do all of these things, but this is your fucking life. Do you want to be stuck with someone? It's period. Do you want to be stuck with someone? Oh. Y yes. Well, welcome. <laughs> We're we we are in we we are in twenty twenty three. As a person who is still only um uh. Uh, I, I must I must say to to all people out there a uh, marriage is not just a commitment or paperwork at least I, I I'd hope I, I I'd hope it would it would be I mean seriously 
uh i like i i would really 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 would hope that you don't just think of it as that i mean you should be getting married to a person you actually want to get married to you know maybe not a spur of the moment thing you know like maybe just 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 maybe I, I it, it baffles me. Also, if you've been married that many times, do you, do you maybe not take a look at maybe yourself uh, at the same time? Uh, I I mean, I, I mean, I mean, seriously, <laughs> like, like, uh, like, you should just you know maybe. <laughs> Like seriously, I, you you'll hear this a lot, but why why is there not why 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 is there not people genuinely maybe think about who you're gonna actually get married to? I I I mean really, if you're getting married three times, maybe it's not just the, maybe it's something within you as well. I mean, you decided to get married to that person, also. The entire idea that you're, like, not getting anything out of a uh, commitment anymore is, is just crazy to me. What, what does it even mean at this point? You're not getting anything out of it. You were married for, like, five seconds. You were married for, what, like, three years at the max in all of these relationships? Three years. But by, by the way, three years is nothing in a marriage. Nothing. If your marriage is fizzling out after three years, maybe you two weren't destined to be together. Clearly, at that point. If if, if you can't even last... If you, you, if you can't even last, like, a point... Like, more than even... More, more than even just three years? Make it, make it at least a five? I mean, Jesus. I, I, mean, I mean, isn't it weird that in, like, modern day... And that, like, people, people like my, you know, when, like, marriages, like, whenever you look back upon, like, old marriages, like, when you go to, like, your grandparents, you know, when most people talk about their grandparents, most of their grandparents, and that if they're single, are, are probably because, like, their spouse died, right? Or, like, when you talk to, like, certain old people, it's like, oh, we've been married for, you know, like, 50 years, and you're like, holy crap, like, how do you do it, you know? And it... It's like, well, you know, it's more than, you know, just being in love with each other. Like, it's being, you know, actually, like, sort of, like, best friends. Like, actually wanting to do things outside of... Like, when you and your married partner can actually go around and do some of the most boring things in life but still have a good time together, that's when you know you're with the right person. Genuinely. Like, <laughs> how do you think some of these people last as long as they do? It's not like they just fucking sat there and like, oh my goodness... Oh, oh my, oh my goodness, uh, you know, like, ah, oh, like, how, how, how could this possibly be? I, I'm, I'm genuinely being serious. Like, like, a marriage that I know as of, you know, just being with them a ton throughout my life, I, I spent a lot of time with them, is, as my grandparents on my own dad's side, they've been married for, I don't even know how long, but they've been married for so long, and they have such a happy relationship together. Yeah, do they argue about shit? Of course. Every person, every people, everybody argues with people at one point in their life over something. That's what ends up happening. And now, 
now we have the actual, you know, people are more and more getting fucking divorced, and clearly that's, uh, clearly there must be something going on there. Uh, but in summary, if you're getting dated, if you're getting not only marriage advice from someone like Mia Khalifa, uh, cl clearly you have fallen down a deep, deep pit and a rabbit hole. And, uh, I, I wish you, I wish you, um, uh, I, I wish, I wish you good luck on, uh, on, on getting, getting out of said hole because, uh, seriously, you, you, you should not be getting marriage advice from someone like that. Well, uh, once again, Trump arrived in court today, said not guilty, like we all thought he would, blah, blah, blah. That's not the important part here, okay? Jack Smith here, he, you know, he's a funny, he's a funny guy. So apparently uh, Trump's being charged against conspiracy charges for contempt of stopping 2020 election. Sure, whatever at this point. Who cares? It's in a DC court. They'll fucking they'll, they'll they'll indict anything if you tell them it's a Republican. They'll be like, oh, it's a Republican. It, it, it could be like a freaking uh, like a little like ham. It could be a ham sandwich, and you could tell them this ham sandwich was made in a Republican restaurant. They go, it's guilty on whatever it is. I don't know. I don't even need to hear the case. It, it must have did it. So. So, of course, though, uh, you know, his there's a lot of charges against Trump currently, and yet still, he, he's, he's still, still around, still, still kicking, and so, clearly, he is, uh, uh, you know, clearly, he's still moving and still in the polls, still the highest in the Republican Party, because every goddamn time he gets indicted, it just goes up more and more, so great work, everyone, the, the, the little trap that could, <laughs> and, uh, well, it seems that, um, well, he could, there, if, if he does happen to actively, you know, get, charged for this which most likely knowing how things are especially in dc then yes uh then they should be fined under this title or in prison not more than 10 years or both if death results from the acts committed in violation of the section blah 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 basically basically he could be imprisoned for a term of years or for life so wouldn't be even that long anyway if you sentenced him to life even 10 years of prison for trump would just mean death anyway there's no way without Trump is in terms of health wise that he's making it to like 90 plus I'm sorry um and then but the final thing is that he could also be just sentenced to death which could be very interesting uh for everyone but <laughs> if Donald Trump is sentenced to death it it is it is over L ladies ladies and gentlemen the the justice system is is all over it <laughs> We're more banana republic than other banana republics around the world. I mean, banana republics are looking and they're just saying, wow, okay, geez, I, you know, we were already like pretty corrupt. And, and then you just came in and just completely destroyed us. I mean, holy moly. I mean, you know, like we jail our political opponents, but like we don't even go that far. Holy moly. So... So, uh, yeah, 
should be interesting to see what happens in this case, especially with the fact that if it could lead to a potential, even the fact that the death penalty is even on the table in this case is just crazy enough that honestly, for a DC court, I could see it going through either way. Because that's how much hope I have for a DC courtroom. Genuinely. Well, moving on up a little bit more north to the city of New York. God, I don't get how, how this city even fucking exists anymore because it is a fucking shithole. Anyway, so New York Mayor Eric Adams, a absolute failure of a mayor, by the way, has brought out a new plan to combat the gun violence in the city. It's $485 million, and uh, people have pointed out the fact that, um, well, what's missing in this plan to spend buttloads of money that a city like this does not have on things that it probably doesn't need uh, is there's no pol police officers. The, the, there's no investment in any pol police officers. Which doesn't make any sense. So what is it going to do? It's a blueprint for community safety. It will spend more, most of the nearly half a billion dollars on efforts to steer young people away from gun violence before it happens. Oh, that sounds great. That that sounds 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 great. They're also investing millions in housing, employment, mental health programs, parks, and community centers, among other preventive approaches. According, uh, according to the plan. Oh, what a, what a great thing. By the way, when your city has to have a city gun violent task force, uh, yeah, clearly you maybe have a problem and that maybe you should, you know, oh, I don't know, send in police, you know, maybe bring in more police. I, th it's crazy that this entire idea is, um, you know, maybe not doing, by the way, more officers than ever in NYPD are just resigning because uh, they don't want to do this shit anymore. Because, uh, you know, uh, why would they? I, I mean, genuinely, when you're in a city that already just doesn't like you and now you got to deal with all this shit every day. Nope, they, they nope, we're good. We'll, we'll go somewhere else. By the way, speaking of, you know, those investment in parks, you know, uh, New York is also overrun by a, a bit of a migrant problem as they're getting lots and lots of migrants every single week. And, uh, well, how, how's it going? It's going so, so great, uh, that they're now planning on setting up migrant tents in Central Park and other major green places. So if you thought that park was going to help prevent gun violence, it'll actually just be a swarm so that you'll be able to convince, uh, make a mass shooting. So then it'll get some national headlines, I guess. So then then they can get Washington involved, so then they'll try to pass something again. See, it's it's the genius like this that makes Mayor Eric Adams such a such a fantastically shit mayor. Jesus, man, it's called uh, it's called you fuck around and you find out. You find out that hey, maybe being a city that is all about being an uh, an asylum where you can seek asylum and a sanctuary city is not at all it's cracked up to be. When you virtue signal and you start biting, and you start even gnawing your teeth at the Biden administration for not doing enough for you, you realize you fucked around and you found out that, oh my goodness, we need help. It's not getting any better. It's going downhill. Everything is going to shit. Why can't we, you know, why aren't they sending any help? Uh, nope, do not care. Literally left on red. The city is left to rot. It's a city filled with crime, homelessness, 
migrants taking up all the street. So uh, ho hopefully you, you didn't really need to go anywhere in New York because uh, it's, it is the uh, new current way of how it is in New York. I mean, here, just listen to uh, the deputy, uh, deputy mayor during a press conference that was held uh, on uh, exactly what's the, the situation in New York. Coming together from all corners of New York City to help our newest New Yorkers get their applications in so that they can work and begin their quest toward the American dream. But we cannot continue to absorb tens of thousands of newcomers on our own. We got more help from the state and the federal government. Last week, along with leaders Schumer, leaders Jeffrey, Dean Nadler, and members of the New York congressional delegation, Mayor Adams met with Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas to discuss our city's needs related to the asylum seeker crisis. We made it clear that New York City cannot continue to carry the weight of a national problem on our own. This is an all hands on deck moment. We need others to step up and play their role as New York City is doing. This is a humanitarian issue about real people and real lives. Asylum seekers are coming here to seek the American dream. It is time for the rest of the nation to step up. Yeah, no, I'm good. Per personally, I'm 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 good. Uh, you know, I I think I'm good. I I think I'll leave you uh, up to that. I have no reason to help you. You you have done this to yourselves. Like genu genuinely, you have all done this to yourselves. That this is what happens when you don't just shut the border down completely that this is this this is the cause and effect effect there are migrants all over the streets everywhere completely slumped over and utterly just everywhere cause the border is literally wide open it's so wide open that i swear to you at this point the fact that there hasn't been a terrorist attack is is utterly surprising and should just show you me the incompetence of terrorists which is how just absolutely just wide open this shit is so uh great work everyone this is uh utterly fantastic what a what a world what a world we live truly new york ugh what a what a what a great place well taking you all the way across the uh across the great great nation or the great nation that was the united states over to the state of oregon so Oregon wanted to help the salmon population. They did. They really did. You know, there's populations have been trending probably due to some blah, 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 environmental stuff, blah, blah, blah. Let's just burn everything. You get the point. Anyway, so they decided that they were going to, you know, try to replenish the population uh, in the uh, Columbia River Basin. And they, they spent a little bit of money on this. They, they spent a little bit of money, and you would think... Oh, well, how much money is, like, a little bit of money? It's only $9 billion. They, they spent about $9 billion to try to regrow the fish population, and, um, well, it, it, it's, it's failed. That, that's, that's right. It, it, it just failed every time. It's just... It, it's just not... No results that they've showed are actually using 
<laughs> what's funny is so in the in the report that this is based off <laughs> this last paragraph i love it he concluded i'm not sure how useful it is to talk about whether the money was wasted or not that's behind us i think what we what one can do and what one should do is look at these the evidence and ask what we should be doing differently going forward so uh i guess it's time for another nine billion dollars we'll solve this crisis once again um Gen genuinely why do we waste so much money in this country like why G genuinely what what the fuck is the point whole like whole like where how like how do, how do you even spend nine billion dollars on something like as, especially for saving salmon i i have to wonder like okay like for salary wise like how do you end up using up nine billion with a b billion dollars you know like, truly, these are questions that have been left unanswered and that I am now seriously begging for an answer to understand how and why you could even spend this amount of money and get such pitiful results. What? It's too hard to tell if you wasted money. No, it's very easy to tell you wasted money. If you didn't get any results to where the point where the absolute... You know, like, the, the river is so flooded with salmon that you can't even see any—the the water has physically changed color after $9 billion. Then that's called a waste of fucking money. C clearly. See, you got a waste of money over here in Oregon. You got a waste of money over in New York. Clearly, you know, the, the country is not the United States. It's called the useless states of wasting money. Because clearly, all, every single one of us just waste— it, it's like everyone's holding like a money gun and we're, and somebody comes up to somebody and just says, hey, I need money for this. And we just pull out the money gun and we just shoot them until they have the amount they need. No one ever stops to think, hey, what's the long term effects of how much money we just wasted on this? No one stops to be in any way financially responsible for any of this stuff. So uh, that's fun. That's fun, you know. It, it, you know, on both sides of the aisle, this isn't just an exclusively, this is not a political issue, this is on both sides of the aisle, we are a wasteful country of money, it, it is waste, is what that is, waste, 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 speaking of waste of time, I just have to ask why, so Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom have agreed to debate each other for whatever reason, so the Ken doll and the person who has failed to pick up steam in a in a race with a man who's turning as about as old as Biden is, is also starting to sound a little too old and uh, is indicted on literally everything in the entire world who can't pick up any steam in an election because he's focused on the wrong things, is debating the Ken doll in what could be considered America's worst state. I, I mean, get it, cool. What a, what a cool debate. Listen, I'm going to be honest, man. I was hoping for more out of Ron. If you go back to some stuff, I had high hopes for this guy. I just don't think, I think he'll have, I think what's going to end up happening is that DeSantis is going to come back in like 2020, like what, eight, if we even make it there and he'll win the nomination then. And he'll probably go up against Newsom then. Other than that, I, I, I genuinely think that that's what's going to probably end up happening is that Newsom, it's going to be... 2028 now, you know, I'm calling it now. Come back to this then. It's We're on episode 257, whatever it's called at that point. I don't even know what it's called. But 
it will it will be it will be probably end up being Newsom versus DeSantis for for president in 2028. Let's let's just be honest. So uh hey, it, it, they're going to debate each other uh so uh Sean Hannity will apparently uh but or actually will, he was talking with Sean Hannity about the challenge during a debate uh who will host the debate uh so who knows but uh clearly we'll have to uh see who will host it and uh, we'll have to see what uh, ends up coming out of such a uh, such a debate over the two of them so the Biden White House, once again, continues to just violate all sorts of things, and it appears that everybody appears to sweep it under the rug. So uh, according to some stuff that have come out, the Biden White House had meetings with Facebook executives asking whether Facebook could tweak its algorithm to showcase stories from the New York Times and Washington, uh, in the, not the Washington Journal, but the Wall Street Journal, over content posted by conser uh, conservative journalists and commentators in early 2021. According to meeting notes, the social media firm turned over to Congress that are alarming some some constitutional lawyers. The alleged focus of the meeting was to assist the administration while it struggled to combat COVID uh, vaccine hesitancy. Uh, the memos that were reviewed chronicle a series of meetings between the White House digital director and executives from Facebook. Uh, now known as Meta, obviously, the, as the first questions about the efficacy and safety of COVID-19 uh, vaccines began surging on social media. The memo delivered under the subpoena to the House Judiciary Committee makes clear that they were actively interacting and pressuring them to do so. They uh, were actually trying to basically silence both. They were trying to silence the Daily Wire and Fox News commentator Tommy Lauren, according to Facebook meeting documents obtained. So basically, they were trying to promote only the New York slimes and the Washington, uh, or not Washington, I, I always think about Washington Post because they're just so terrible as well, but the Wall Street Journal as well. So you have, you, you have two, you have two places and several others probably at this point that are fully, fully doing such a thing in which, you know, obviously some uh, interesting stuff has come out over the past you know, year or so now with different things that'll be careful how I say them. But I mean, you know, it's not surprising that they did this. It's the Biden White House. They practically break a law every single day that they came up with for us anyway. So uh, clearly, clearly fun times are always at the Biden White House. And there's nothing wrong with that at all, of course, because they're they're a, they're a great administration who is not continuously hitting landmines everywhere you go. Well, the party of racism, the ones who enslave them and then tell them to vote for them, and if you don't, then clearly you're not black, is back at it again, in which I guess, you know, this whole Florida curriculum standards BS about slavery is just ridiculous. If I remember correctly, I think some of the people who have even who are on the committee for this whole shit are even black themselves and want this stuff to be taught. So here's here the main issue is a lot of people are thinking that 
the actual way that they're going to be teaching history is, oh my goodness, like, slavery was this, like, great thing that happened to black people. So, no, that's not what it's teaching. It's showing that, that black people, like, used skills to survive. They learned skills. Human beings, when they are in life-threatening situations like this, or in situations where they're enslaved or whatever, or completely dehumanized or whatever, try to learn skills to remain alive. People are going to try to learn different things to stay alive. Like I said, I told you many times before, uh, at Jefferson's estate, there was a black guy who was working as a sort of blacksmith. What did people do? He, Jefferson recommended him to other people when they asked him for a blacksmith. They said, oh, I have one on the, uh, on the plantation. He does great work. People came to him from all around to get their stuff. Blacksmith like, by him. A, a, a black slave gentleman on the plantation right there. Many of them had different stores. Many of them had different things. They learned to be skills trades. They learned many different things. Genuinely, uh, there, there could have been a very different black story depending on how things have happened in the actual ways of black history. And... It is quite interesting. And so it seems now, though, it seems that apparently also trying to teach, you know, children uh, about how, you know, about the actual history of blacks that, you know, actually learn about former slaves and their self-made success stories, you know, that's that's racist and not okay, apparently. So, you know, you can't learn about the different people who... You know, maybe we're like born in eighteen nineteen Virginia, and we're trained to operate machinery, and would later go along to to go on to design and actually do some of these different things. He acquired the knowledge of land surveying and constructing buildings as a slave, and in eighteen forty two opened a retail store on a hurricane pit, a plantation that was so successful. He eventually bought the plantation holdings in eighteen sixty six in the Reconstruction era and then was appointed Justice of Peace, become one of the first black men and former slaves to hold public office in Mississippi. That's Benjamin Thornton Montgomery. Probably didn't even fucking know that because they don't teach this shit in school. They only teach you black people during goddamn Black History Month and every part of the, part of the year, they avoid them like they're the fucking plague. So, I, I mean, seriously, one of the first names mentioned in the Boston Massacre is literally a black man. Literally, the person who saved the entirety of America during the revolution at the Battle of Bunker Hill so that we could go on to fight another day and not lose was a black man who shot the general, and they all freaked out because they're like, what, what do we do? Like, no one has ever done this before. And then the Americans were able to get away. There are so many, so many important blacks in, in American history that have done so much for the entirety of this country that it's crazy to me that we don't want to teach them because... And the skills that they learned to teach them, uh, that they self-taught themselves to be so successful, you know, to be able to survive slavery and then go on to be even more successful, and it is crazy and ridiculous to me. The, the, this entire, it's utterly, utterly pathetic, and should be ashamed of yourselves for not wanting to teach kids such a powerful, powerful lesson to teach people about you know, true people that people could actually idolize and could actually show, wow, like they earned money to buy their freedom and actually get out and then become successful business people and actually do these things. Just, just shameful. Just shameful. Anyway, that is going to do it for today's show. Join me tomorrow for the Friday edition of the show. 
And of course, if you haven't already, please consider hitting that subscribe button, following on Twitter and True Social, and of course, checking out all the articles down below. I will see you all tomorrow for the Friday edition. Have a good rest of your day. See you tomorrow.